Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode, we've got a variety of topics that we are going to go over. We're going to talk about Shaden Sharp and whether or not he's actually going to return to the Kentucky Wildcats in 2023. We're also going to talk about Kentucky basketball potentially winning not the SEC tournament title but the SEC regular season title very much so still on the table and then we're also going to talk player power rankings like we do every single Thursday. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everybody that we are free and available on all platforms. All right, Shaden Sharp. Uh, it was officially announced by Coach John Calipari that Shaden Sharp will not be playing this season. It was a topic on this show asking, will he actually ever come off the bench now that he is eligible to play? Will he actually get to see some minutes in this final stretch for the Wildcats this season? And my answer was, you know, after uh, a span of about three or four games there where Shaden was eligible, I said that, no, I don't believe he's going to play this season. And a lot of uh, a lot of other people came to that conclusion as well. This is what John Calipari said in a tweet, quote, after talking with Shaden and his parents, we want to end all of the speculation by again saying that he will not play for us this season. He is committed to bettering himself and our team in practice this year and being better prepared to lead us next season. So that was the statement put out by coach John Calipari. In my opinion, after hearing John Calipari say that he uh, will be better prepared to lead us next season, I immediately came to the conclusion that Shaden Sharp will not be playing for Kentucky uh, in during the uh, 2022-23 season. That is just my opinion. I don't believe it's actually going to happen. Uh, John Calipari also put out some uh, comments later on in a press conference. He said, quote, I know everybody will say, well, he isn't coming. Well, yeah, anybody can say anything. This kid comes back. He's the number one draft pick. In my mind, he's the number one overall draft pick. So he's responding to media and people that are saying, oh, well, he's not coming back after uh, hearing John Calipari say, well, he might return in 2022. I don't think he's going to come back. And still, after that, hearing that quote, yeah, I still don't think he's coming back. Uh, I mean, while he may, while Calipari may think he's the number one overall pick, if he does, if Sharper does return to Kentucky, I still don't think that that merits. That's not a good enough reason to decide to return uh, to the Wildcats, in my opinion. According to Kentucky.com, the difference between the first overall pick's projected salary and the fifth overall pick's projected salary, which is what Shaden is projected to be right now, about a top five pick, uh, if he came back. According to Coach Cal, he'd be the number one overall pick. But according to Kentucky.com, the difference between projected salary between the first and fifth pick is $8.3 million for the first overall guy to the to uh, $5.5 million uh, for the fifth overall guy. How much is $3 million worth to Shaden Sharp? Because that's the difference. According to Coach Cal, there's, a three, there's $3 million at stake here. If Sharp elects to return to Kentucky, he could potentially better himself and make $3 million more dollars. You could also get that money in NIL. There's a lot of different things that Shaden could benefit 
uh, from if he does choose to return to the Wildcats. One of the things that he could do to better himself is just develop. He could get better. He's only played high school ball. Best thing for him to do could potentially be to return, play for the Wildcats, play in a very difficult league, potentially lead them on an NCAA tournament run, get more press time, get more air time, get more people looking at him, and he could improve his draft stock. Or what he could do, and we've talked about this before on the show already, what he could do is he could say, People already think that I'm a top five pick, or at least I've been told so, or at least according to the mock draft. So I could say to myself, yeah, I don't really see a difference between first and fifth. I don't really see my stock getting much better considering I'm already one of the top five kids in this draft. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and enter. I'm going to get my five million, and I'm going to develop with NBA players because I'm I'm talented enough to do so, and then I'll just skip the college game. I've got the opportunity to do it. Why wouldn't I do it? Cal also said this. He said, quote, in this draft, if someone in this draft would take him number one, number two, number three, say, well, I would then take him number five. If someone guarantees me that they're going to do it and they won't lie because I won't let them back in this gym. So if someone says we're going to do this, then you've got to sit down and talk. So basically what Coach Cal is saying is that if somebody is, if some NBA team is not going to take Shaden first, second, or third overall, this season, he's going to try and get Sharp to come back, uh, essentially. And he's also saying if some NBA scout or some NBA team guarantees me that they're going to do so, then I'm going to have to sit down and have a conversation with Shaden and say, look, you may be better off eventually just declaring for the NBA draft, draft this year and going ahead and making that commitment. More, and likely, more likely than not, Sharp is, if he's not already or if he's not already thinking about it, he's going to be in discussion with some scouts and different teams. And I think that's, again, really simple. Sharpest top five pick, as he is currently projected to be, I don't really see the value of returning to Kentucky being more valuable short-term than going ahead and committing to the NBA. Because honestly, all things considered, if you are as good as Coach Cal thinks you are, if you were as good as the first overall pick and you are going fifth overall, eventually that more money is going to start to pour in because you're going to be showing that you are capable of doing really, really talented things on the court. You're going to get that money. One way or another, you're going to get that money within the next year. Um, So I just genuinely believe that there is not a massive benefit for Shaden Sharp returning, and I don't believe that he will. I don't believe that he will. I think more often than not, you see kids in the college game, when they get opportunities like this, they go ahead and make the jump. They go ahead and make that commitment. Do I want Shaden to return? Absolutely, I want him to return. We've got so many different kids uh, coming in next season and then so many different guys coming back that I'm so excited to watch play, and we don't even know who's out there in the transfer portal that could potentially commit to the Wildcats. Next year's team may be even better than this year's. That's a possibility with uh, with Shaden Sharp on this team. But I don't think he's going to be here. That's just my opinion. We're going to have to see how well he does at the Combine as well. I think that's a factor in this as well. That could potentially change things. But the answer is no. I don't think Shaden Sharp is returning to Kentucky, regardless of Coach Cal's comments. And he did make a couple of points there. It's like, if an NBA team comes to me and they say they're going to do it, we're going to have to sit down with Sharp and we're going to have to have a conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts about what you think about the Shaden Sharp situation. If you're watching on YouTube, would love to, uh, to hear what you have to say in the comments below. If you're listening on podcast, you can follow us on the socials. You can follow the Twitter uh, us on Twitter at LockedOnUK. If you want to tag me, give your thoughts. 
Uh, more than likely, I'll discuss this more as the week goes on if y'all want to give me feedback. But that's my opinion on the Shade and Sharp situation. Again, would love to hear what you guys think. All right. In just a little bit, we're going to talk about Kentucky basketball potentially not winning the SEC tournament title, but potentially winning the SEC regular season title over Auburn. We're going to talk about how that is possible in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game here in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the new amazing offers offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, continuing along here on the Thursday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Carolis, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Uh, Hope you don't have a stroke trying to read John's name like I just did. All right, Auburn. Currently, right now, sitting at 10 and 1 in the SEC standings, 22 and tw- uh, 2 overall. They're not playing good basketball right now. If you've been watching the Auburn Tigers at all, which, if you're a Kentucky fan on Twitter, apparently you're more obsessed with them than you are with your own team. You guys need to get with it. Um, but Auburn lost to Arkansas and overtime. They've not been playing good basketball. They stole one against Missouri a couple weeks ago, and they stole a game against Georgia. The three-point shot's not falling for them. They're turning the ball over. They're gassed right now. Uh, they're down a man at point guard. They, they're lacking depth in certain areas right now. And they took uh, their first loss in 19 games to the Arkansas Razorbacks. After seeing that happen, and after seeing Kentucky beat South Carolina, I came to a conclusion. I think Kentucky's going to win the regular season title. And I know that both the sharp statement and this, these aren't necessarily the hottest takes in the world. I just want you to just hear me out. I think it's possible. I think Kentucky is going to win the SEC regular season title because watching the way Auburn has been playing consistently now for about two weeks, I don't think that they're capable of holding on. I think Kentucky is going to finish 16-2 and in the SEC uh, at the end of the year. I think Auburn will finish 15-3. and Look at these two teams' respective schedules. Auburn first. So they're sitting currently at 10 and 1. Kentucky is sitting at 9 and 2. So what Kentucky needs is they need Auburn to lose twice and Kentucky needs to win out. So let's look at Auburn's schedule. They play at home against Texas A&M. Auburn is 58 and 4, I believe over the past 4 seasons, might be 5 seasons at home. 58 and 4. Two of those losses were to Texas A&M. So while according to Ken Palm, Auburn has a 90% chance to win that game, in the past they've been upset. That could be a potential upset. They play at home against Vanderbilt. I don't think the Commodores, despite how hot they are right now, I don't think they're beating Auburn, especially if the Commodores are on the road. Auburn then plays at Florida. And according to Kim Palm, Auburn has a 67% chance to win that game. But the interesting thing here is Auburn has not won at Florida since 1996. The Gators right now 15-8, and eight, trying to make a case for the NCAA tournament. That would be a huge win for them. Auburn's going to get their best game. That could potentially be a loss. 
Auburn's then going to play at home against Ole Miss. That's a win. Then Auburn's going to play at Tennessee, and Auburn only has a 43% chance to win that game. So that's potentially a loss. And then they play at Mississippi State, which, again, based on the way Auburn's playing right now, I could see a team like Mississippi State beating them because Arkansas just beat them. And then to wrap things up, Auburn plays at home against South Carolina. So you could potentially see maybe even three losses instead of just two. But I really like my chances for Florida and Tennessee to beat Auburn in this final stretch. So there's your two losses. So Auburn then, therefore, would finish 27-4, and 15-3. And then look at Kentucky's remaining schedule. They get Florida at home, and Kentucky has an 88% chance to win that game. Then they travel to Tennessee, and Kentucky has a 50% chance to win that game. So it's 50-50, it's a toss-up, but it's a better chance than Auburn. Then Kentucky plays Alabama at home, 82% chance there. At home against LSU, 79% chance there. They go on the road to Arkansas, which is going to be tough, but Kentucky is still favored, 68% chance to win that one. At home against Ole Miss, that's a win. And then at Florida, Kentucky has a 72% chance to win. So Kentucky is favored heavily in all but one game. And it's a 50-50 matchup, and it's a better chance than Auburn. So Kentucky then, therefore, if they won out, would finish 27-4, and 16-2. Now, I know Kentucky is capable of losing a game like a road game to Tennessee, like a road game to Arkansas. I don't see them losing to Florida. I think Auburn's a bad matchup for Florida, and I think Kentucky is probably going to have their way against the Gators, especially considering that health has been an issue for them. But I genuinely believe that Auburn, based on the way that they're playing right now, unless they all of a sudden get out of their offensive slump, they have not been playing good offense for weeks now. I know they've got Walker Kessler. I know they've got Jabari Smith. Go look at their numbers overall and then go look at their numbers in conference play and you'll start to realize uh, their guards and Jabari Smith have been cold recently. Very cold. And the right guys aren't getting the right touches and overall I think they're, they're falling apart. They are not a number one seed in my opinion. Kentucky, on the other hand, I believe is. And I think the Wildcats are going to win the SEC regular season title. And then I think... We could potentially see Auburn and Kentucky meet again in the SEC tournament. And I really want to see what that matchup is like. And I'm not saying that Ty Ty Washington playing only nine minutes against Auburn was the reason that that Kentucky lost. But I think having Washington for a full 40 minutes would definitely help them in an SEC tournament environment. I think it would be a very, very, very interesting game. If you want to give your thoughts on Kentucky and the regular season schedule and how they could potentially surpass Auburn, in the regular season stand- standings, leave a comment below or hit me on the socials. Again, I would love to interact with you guys. All right. I'm going to go ahead and talk about some of the player power rankings here, and then we will wrap things up. We try and do this every single Thursday. I don't believe we got to do it last week because I think I was I was previewing a game. Uh, but player power rankings, what we like to do is we like to look over the past two, three, four games, and we like to power rank Kentucky's three best players or the the three that are playing the best in the moment. All right, number three here, Kellen Grady, 11.5 points per game over the past four games. He is uh, also getting 2.7 rebounds per game and one assist per contest. And it's not necessarily the overall statistics there, like just the numbers for rebounds and points and stuff that's interesting. What's interesting about Kellen Grady is his efficiency. So, so far this season, he's been known, we talked about roles on yesterday's episode, he's been known on this Kentucky team as the three-point shooter. When you need a basket in transition and you don't want it to be something at the rim, you kick it to Grady for a three. 
that's what his role has been so far this season. Over these past four games, he's playing incredibly efficiently. 51.6% is what he is shooting from the floor over the past four contests, and he's shooting dead at 50% from three. That's absolutely incredible, and I don't think that's sustainable, but remember way back when, whenever we were, we were still in the non-conference slate, and I was talking about how important his efficiency is going to be for this team to kind of sustain things in, in games that are competitive? He's been that guy. He's been that guy recently, and I believe he is going to continue to be that guy. Number two here, believe it or not, the number one player right now in the power rankings is not Oscar Shibwe, but Oscar Shibwe is number two. He's averaging 14 points per game, 15 rebounds per game, 1.7 assists per game over the past four contests. Now, two teams have kind of figured out how to bottle up Oscar Shibwe for periods of time. Alabama did it, and then I believe South Carolina did it for a little bit uh, in, in, uh, in, uh, in the game that we had just a couple of days ago. Because 14 points per game and 15 rebounds per game is underneath Oscar's averages. And if you go and watch, teams are playing very physical against him. They're being sent to, uh, to uh, go crash the offensive glass. And when you notice the fact that Auburn, or excuse me, Kentucky is getting out-rebounded by um, the past, or out, of, out of the past three games, you'll notice that teams are sending two or three players at the glass to try and make sure Shibway doesn't have a chance to get uh, an offensive rebound. And it's hurting, it's hurting Kentucky right now. Oscar Shibway, they need him to perform. And it's a shame that Jacob Toppin is currently hurt right now, and I don't know what his status is. I think he's going to be fine. But I think they need to get him, guys like him and guys like Damian Collins. I don't know how the rotation will work with both Shibway and Collins in at the same time. It'll be interesting. I know they've played Ware and uh, Shibway at the same time, but I, that, that would be interesting to see Collins come in. But they need more guys being sent to the glass. And it would definitely help help Oscar Shibway out. So while he's still playing fantastic uh, these past four games, slightly underneath his statistical averages. He's also something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. He's averaging three and a half steals per game over these past uh, few games. 1.9 per game on the year. Defensively, he's been pretty solid. The number one player in the uh, player power rankings. I said on yesterday's show, people are not talking about this kid enough. He's been kind of the glue guy. If you look at the five guys in Kentucky's starting lineup, they've got the three-point shooter. They've got the freshman phenom. They've got the player of the year. Um, who, who am I missing? Who am I missing? So we've got, we've got Kellen Grady. We've got Oscar Shibway. Oh, Severe Wheeler is the assist man. Excuse me. So there's your four. And then the fifth guy is the glue guy, Keon Brooks Jr. I don't think he's being talked about enough. And you go and look at his statistics over the past four games, and he's playing out of his mind. 18 points per game, six and a half rebounds per game, and two assists per contest. And he's shooting 53.1% from the floor. We've been saying it a lot recently. If Kentucky, specifically Keon, is going to shoot as many mid-range shots as he is going to, then I say continue to take them. Even though statistically it is not an efficient shot, he is turning it into an efficient shot because it, that's what his game is. And I think that it's great that he has identified that as his role within this offense. And I think that it's great uh, because it's going, to, it's going to definitely stress defenses out. We've said that three or four times already on this show. I think that Keon is going to need to continue to play more efficiently because it will stress other teams out. You notice there are two assists per contest. I think we'll see the, potentially see that number grow uh, as these uh, as these final uh, few games come along here, because I think once defenses start to try and commit to him, 
I think we're going to see different looks in transition from him. I don't think we're going to see him pull up as often in transition. I think we're going to see him try and throw some lobs, try and get the ball inside, maybe kick it out in transition. You notice how a lot of the time his, his uh, decisions do come whenever Kentucky's out and running. I think we are going to see Keon become a little bit more of a distributor. Again, he's the glue guy. He can do all those different things. Oscar, uh, Oscar Sheepway, number two, Kellen Grady, number three, and then Keon Brooks Jr. currently at the top of the player power rankings. If you want to leave a comment about who you think is playing the best for Kentucky right now over the past three, four, or five games, leave a comment. Again, would love to hear what you guys have to say. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow to preview Kentucky versus Florida. Have a great day, everybody, and God bless.